People are strange. People get ready. People. People who need people. Shining and happy people. They slip the paper. I've seen all good people turn their heads. Testing, one, two, three, testing. I'm a dinosaur, you know, it's a throwback of days gone by. Welcome back to People with Barry Quarter. I'm back inside the beautiful 1921 Signature Lounge, just off the balcony of the Tivoli Theater in downtown Chattanooga. Thank you to the Tivoli Foundation folks for letting me use this space on occasion to record these. It's a great room and a great theater. But I'm here today, I've got another exciting show, I'm here with David Moore. I, I met David when I was a intern as a television reporter back in 19, probably 86, 86, 87. I started as an intern weekends, and or I started as an intern and then was hired as a weekend reporter. And David was always extremely nice, uh, extremely helpful and encouraging, and we course would see each other on occasions at, at assignments where we would both be over the next 40 year well 30 years for me David started in 1979 at Channel 12 which I just find amazing um, that he would be at one station for that long he was as I said very encouraging for me at the time and has always been one of the nicest guys uh, ever and so we talk about how he got the job, which is pretty interesting. He was a Howard High School student, and uh, they had a program started by Jimmy Carter, his administration. He got hired on to run camera uh, on the morning show at Channel 12 and has been there ever since. He's done production. He's done editing. Uh, he's done uh, videography. Uh, just, just probably just about everything. Uh, we talk about his job, we talk about the changes in the industry, we talk about some of his more memorable assignments, some of his more frightening assignments. Uh, he is an African American, and so, and this is the South, so he has had more than his share of uh, run-ins and stories and scares. David tells a fascinating story, for example, about covering the Byron de LeBeckwith trial and arrest. Byron de LeBeckwith, of course, is the man accused and later, much later convicted of killing Medgar Evers. He also tells of having all four tires slashed on the Channel 12 vehicle one, one Halloween. Through it all, David has uh, been a true professional and been a mentor for a lot of people. I, we didn't even get into how many, probably. I would have to say everyone that has come through there at some point or another has been helped by David. So it was a lot of fun talking. Uh, I hope you will enjoy it. I certainly did and, and hope to have him back because I know we just scratched the surface. So here is my interview with David Moore. Thank you to him. Thank you to the Tivoli and thank you to you guys for listening. You and I met back in 1986, by my <laughs> reckoning. I was an intern there, a weekend reporter, and you were a videographer then. What year did you start? October 2nd, 1979, at, at 5 a.m. I had to come in the side door, and they said, uh, you're going to uh, run camera for the morning show with Harry Thornton. And that was my first job. Well, it wasn't my first job. That's how, when I started at TV 12, but to back up, how I got there is crazy. I liked accounting, okay? So there was a program that President Carter had, I think it was federally funded, and on the local level, what you would do is, if you are interested in a particular field, and you had to be, first of all, if you're a low-income family, and I went to Howard, so they came over there, and the program had only been going one year prior to me. 
I loved accounting. They got me a job at Alden Park Health Center, and I was doing accounts payable, accounts receivable. You kind of learn your way through it, and at the end of the program, which was generally your senior year, if they had an opening and they wanted to hire you, they would. Because keep in mind, during the program, the government paid half the salary and the business paid the other half. So I was happily over there. Right. And there were a couple of guys over at Channel 12, one the year before and one my class. And they told the guy in my class, they said, listen, this other guy ain't working out. Your task is to go over there, don't get with him, buddy up with him, because you're there to take his job. They buddied up, and one day they both got fired. Oh, man. TV station says, listen, we're not interested in this program anymore. We've had two strikes. And on all shows, they messed up on the morning show with right. Harry Thorne. That was just, yeah. yes. What, the so, moneymaker. Yes, the, money. the big deal. <laughs> the big show. And, and they came to me and they said, David, we don't want to lose this property. They had a lot of people at the health center. And they asked, would I go? I went. And that's how I started. Wow. And that's been going on 40 years come October. We do similar at our at our newspaper, you, we throw you right in the fire. Yes. Our interns come in and they, they've got a byline that day and they probably have five that week. When I started it at 12, like I said, it was weekends. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget, it was Brenda Crane, yeah. Kurt Williams. Brenda Crane, holy smokes. And uh, they handed me a stack of clippings <laughs> out of the paper and said, rewrite these. <laughs> And I, probably not that week, but the next week, they said, call this guy and get him to say on camera pretty yep, much the same yep, thing. Yep, yep, yep. We need it on camera. And so that, you know, that night, I'm watching the cast, and there's, those are my words. That was pretty cool. That was, And, you know, the fun part is most people, not just saying this because it's your job, but most TV stations still follow the newspaper because they can put more resources on a story. Well... David, I'm not telling secrets. That is two reasons that I ended up at the newspaper. Well, three. I don't want to presume that I would have been any good in television. Well, I don't know have. what would have happened. You would have. But I knew I didn't want to move. Right. Same here. And, and at that time, the other thing that was happening at Channel 12 on the weekends was the weekday reporters were coming in and doing their resume takes because yes. they wanted out. Yes. Because yes. we were a mid-market. Right. And you weren't supposed to stay more than a year exactly. and a half. If you stayed longer than that. Something's wrong with something you. Something's wrong. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> and the other thing was, I realized that, like you just said, the mm -hmm. newspaper guys were the That's ones where doing it was. the work. That's where it was. And, and to this day, they can develop more time into Absolutely. a story. But what I try and, and influence people is, that's a great story take it to the next level. What did they maybe forget that you can maybe put your spin on it to give a reason? Don't go out and do that same story in the newspaper because then at that point, three, nine, and 12 did the same story that originated in the newspaper. Right. And then you, if, and if you're a diehard three fan or a nine or 12 fan, you're not standing out. Right. So you gotta take that story and say, okay, I will set up using a short VO or Volsat about this but what about that, for instance, like the shooting that happened on Dodson Avenue? Right. The shooting happened, it was tragic, it was a sad event, but my thing would be take it to the next level. What does it mean to those people in that neighborhood, those kids who are trying to study? How can you study at school and at night all you hear is gunfire? That's what I want them to think about. I think in our case, the example is, and it's, it's true of all of us, it, mm -hmm. news now is so immediate. Yes. Um, by the time we have it in the paper the next day, it's mm -hmm. at least 24 hours yes. old. We, and we've started talking about this more and more, our headlines and our leads need to be more, like you said, what's next? Right. What's, what's the future? Next? Not a man was shot yesterday. Right. But right. His fa how his family's dealing right. with how to move forward. This or is the police shooting in this neighborhood. It. What are police yeah. doing to stop this? Exactly. And it needs to be that versus just the reactionary of doing what just happened right. then. We can go even bigger, the, the church, the uh, cathedral burning, yes. Notre Dame. Yes. You know, we don't need a headline the next day that says Notre Dame burn. People right. watched it for 24 right. hours. They 24 know. plus 12, right. and they're still watching it now they're this morning. They're still watching it, so. But anyway, uh, I, I will never forget, um, 
I think the first story you and I did at 12 was uh, a man had drowned and they found his body in a creek down in North Georgia. There was a lot of those. There was a lot of those. Unfortunately, there was a lot of those. The detail of it that I remember is you and the paramedics on site were like, let's go upwind. Yes. And yes. Don't, you know, yes. those kind of things. Yes. That, you know, for a 19, 20 year old kid, Let's my eyes were going, wow, yeah. this guy's dead. Let's move up. And, and, yeah. and, and, and you tr- it's right. And it happened. We don't cover them as much as we used to, thank God. But you, yeah, I didn't know my first time. It was like on yeah. that episode of Quincy when it, you just want to go, you Yeah, know. this is real. Is yes, what this I is the real deal right here. But the other thing is, I remember we had another intern, and it's been so long, and I wouldn't remember his name anyway, but he was a arrogant, cocky, mm-hmm. and I remember you telling me, uh, you're going to do fine. Yes. You got a good attitude. You would. And it meant a lot to me. You did, and yeah. I thought you would. You would. See, you're like you are now. You weren't some of the people that, look at me, look at me. No, that's not me. You were laid back like me, and I like that. That's not me. I like laid back. Let's get into it, though. Yeah, the reason that I wanted to talk to you, so 1979. Yeah, man. At one place. Yeah. I don't know what it is about WDEF, because let's, let's <laughs> think about that. You guys, WDEF, love them, love everybody yeah. over there. Yeah. Has always been number three. Yes. Always Since, seems comfortable at number three. Yeah. But you had Luther, who was there for 400 years. Right, right, right. You've been there now for... 400 years. Three coming on, yeah. Right around the corner. Chip Chapman's been there forever. The chipper. Um, He's like a bad penny. He just keeps turning up. (laughs) But, man, I got to thinking, the things that you have seen. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing, and I've been at the paper going on 31. It's been a while. So you and I have both seen a lot. It's been a while. So that's why I wanted to sort of talk. Not just about changes in the news business. Uh But the city. Right. Um, yeah, just parking out front. I'm still not used to you supposed to be on this side of the, the <laughs> meter. I wanted to pull over there in the bike lane. I'm sure the city wouldn't like that. But yeah. it's even that stuff. Well, let's talk about that. And, and sure. I don't know where it's going to go. But um, we could talk about tech, technological changes mm-hmm. in your industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking before I turned the mic on about going, when, when I started, it was still three-quarter inch. Yep. We... You know, you had a camera that was big as a Volkswagen and a mm-hmm. recorder bag, shoulder bag yes. you had to carry that was and big as a Cadillac belt. and a and light And now the belt. bad shoulders to prove it. <laughs> I need two ro- rotator cuff surgeries and I can't afford either one. So thank God they got me a six pound camera. About that. Oh, yeah, yeah. You do sort of lean to yes, one side, don't you? lean to one side. <laughs> and, and it is. It's like in the morning, like I was saying earlier, it's like Nick Nolte waking up at the beginning of North Dallas 40. You just kind of slide out of bed and try not to take and then leave every night. That's the key. Yeah. Um, same with us at the paper again, going from print and wax and tape to yeah. computers. A lot of people, I think, think it has made it easier. Yeah. It hasn't. Right. It, it, it has made some things easier. Right. Editing corrections right. is easier. It's quicker. Layout still takes a good amount of time. Right. Learning the software. So, um, and that's the key at our age. We've got to be willing to adapt. Like you with all this new equipment, back in the day, you would have probably had to back a truck in to do what you're doing. Absolutely. Whereas now you don't. Well, Facebook Live. Yes. It's a, it's a dangerous, it's a good thing, and it's a dangerous thing. Yeah. The the um, ability to, with the phone in your pocket, record yes. a news event. And go national. And go national Not and just, look good. Yes, look great and go national. And, 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 and you, could, you could get somebody killed. If you had a SWAT team operation and you put that thing on live and that person's in the house and they got their Facebook and you can see the cops coming around the house, you can get somebody killed that quick. Yeah, that's the thing probably a lot of people don't realize is there is a difference. There is a huge yes. difference between a professional mm-hmm. with experience right. and just somebody with the right. ability right. to broadcast yes. that. Yeah, and, there and are a yes, lot there, of things there to rules. consider. There are rules. Yes, it's there, John Goodman said it best, and uh, oh, brother, uh, where art thou? No. The Big Lebowski. There are rules. This is not Vietnam. Yeah, there are right. rules. There are rules. And, and there are things that we see that we give a pass to on the police. If they come up to me and say, hey, I'm undercover, can you not show me? Yeah. If they tell me in advance, not only will I not show them, I will work around them, 
but some of the younger officers are just rah, 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 rah. and I'm like what huh who and they don't talk to us right they don't talk to us Boy, we're, I'm jumping all over the place. I'm okay with that. That's fine. That's how my brain works. That's how my ADD kicks in, too. I'm everywhere. Well you, well, you keep saying things that trigger another. I mean, the the amount of institutional knowledge that you have is irreplaceable. Well, thank you. Uh, not just at 12, right. not just TV news, but locally. Yeah. And I want to come back to that. I want to spend a sure. good deal of time talking about what you have seen and the changes in Chattanooga, because they are vast. And yeah. I think between the two of us, yes. we can probably come up with some interesting <laughs> We could be talking observations. about two hours. <laughs> I totally agree, totally agree. But that institutional knowledge of knowing that sort of thing, you're, mm-hmm. you're exactly right, and I, and I hadn't thought of it. Oh, uh, yeah. The relationship it's changed. that you've garnered yeah. with police, yep. with city, county yep. government. Yep. Um, it's changed. How so? Before, and, and some of it is probably the national scene too, because everyone breaks into teams. You have Team Democrat, Team Republican. You have Team uh, Police Officer. You have Team Media. You have teams, but no one talks. Hmm. Back in the old days, I remember how Doug Fisher, when he was the PIO for the Chattanooga Police Department, he hung out with the media. Right. He didn't hate us, he would talk with us. And he'd tell us, listen, I can show you this, but I can't talk about that. I can get you guys closer, don't do this. And we respected him, right. he respected us. Whereas now, we're all like tools, we use each other. It's important to note, because I know Doug, I've known Doug way, way back, mm-hmm. and things like that. When, when that happens, yeah. just so people listening don't make a presumption that Doug is then using us no. media time. No, he shared. We know us. that yeah. he's being honest. Yes. We know he's not hiding. Right. If he can show it, he will. If he, he can't tell us, he will. put it out for everybody at the same time. Put it he out sure for everybody. And, and he was just up front. And if he gets caught not doing that, that relationship changes. Yes, exactly. So it, it was a two. It, it is a two-way street. I, I have a lot of those relationships. Right. Had they are changing. Yes. I, I've got a couple As big ones. That, retire and go. That or they just think something different. They I don't know what, but. Yes. Uh, you mentioned the national media and mm-hmm. its impact on us. Sure. I, would you agree that we suffer? Yeah. Because of a lot of oh, what yeah. is happening, happening uh, nationally? I saw that at the Trump rally. That's kind of where I'm... People want to lump the media... And that's not true. ...as, as one big, I the same thing. I don't like to lump people in general. Even though I said, you know, the relationship with the police officer, I should back up and say some. Right. Because there's still one or two. The younger guys don't know me. And I tell people all the time, I like to use that word some, because it's not everybody. Right. And, and, and not all national news is bad, not all national news is good, not all police are bad, not all police are good, not all media is good, not all media is yeah. bad, not all black people are good, not all black people right. are bad, and white people and so on and so forth and Martians and all this good stuff. Yeah. So some people. Yeah, that's, that has become a a theme on these podcasts that I've been doing. I had Ricardo Morris on. Rick, and, that's my classmate. You know, Rick. I wondered when you were <laughs> yes. talking about the Howard program, because yes. he was my last guest. He was guest. in it. He was at the, uh, NOO. And that's how he got it, yes. NOO. That's right. Absolutely. During our conversations, I kept stressing to him, um, you're talking about labels, mm-hmm. the idea that there is no the black community. It is not. There are many communities within the black population. I stopped that once in the newsroom. They said black leaders, and I said, and of course for our viewers at home, I am African American, I'm black, I'll take either or. But here's one funny thing. One reporter, who I will not name her, says the black community, and they said it one time too many, and I said, we're not Watusi. I said, if they are, are a civil rights activist, say civil rights activist, say third congressional district person, right. city councilman, of course it was county and city commissioners back then, but say that, but, yeah. and, and she looked and she stopped. She thought about, I said, you wouldn't say Mayor Jean Roberts is the white leader, would you? Right. And they said, no, he's the mayor. I said, exactly. Right, and there is, as Rick and I talked, and we, I, we won't go into it again, because 
he and I spent a great deal of time talking about it. But yeah, uh, there's Saudi Daisy, there's yes. East Brain. I mean, you yes. can label a yes. hundred different ways, but mm-hmm. for some reason, that one phrase, and, and yeah. our newsroom is the same. We have several people that when they hear the black community, man, they their hand goes up. And, and says no. And, and it's uh-uh. good that we have that dialogue so we can break that. Yeah, we need to quit thinking We that need way. to think, quit thinking. Um, that way, not quit thinking. <laughs> yeah, we're doing plenty of that, it seems. Um, you, in your job, yep. you have covered everything, right? Pretty much. I mean, yeah. you're not, we, we're a little bit more, we stay in our own lanes to a degree in our newsroom because there are more people, but you could go from that dead body in the creek. I can go from here and it'd be a, a SWAT team operation across the street. Right, right. Or... A commu- you know, an a- Easter egg hunt. Easter egg hunt. Whatever. Or yeah. at the Blue Cross Blue Shield building, they're going to be doing something with kids with disabilities. I go from one extreme to the other. Yeah. And you just never know what you're going to get. And that's what I, the reason I thought we, we would have some fun talking is mm-hmm. we get, we we in the news media, right. get access to things that a lot of people don't. Yeah. But you, because of the camera... <laughs> see things stuff. even yes. differently. Yes, and I get you? a chance to get my little jab in sometimes. Like, I remember when New Edition was at Riverbend a few years ago, so I get to go backstage with New Edition. I'm with Ebony Hall, and I want to have a little fun because Bobby uh, Brown was like, had just got arrested and couldn't leave Georgia. So I, so I see the gang there, and they're standing around, and all of a sudden I say something like, so where's Bobby? And the reporter, she's about to bust a gut. But normally, I wouldn't have got that access. Said, Where's Bobby? He gonna be here tonight? Yeah. And we just laugh about that. <laughs> but you, you do. You get, you get access behind the scenes. Yeah. And I remember, I think it was David Carroll and I once when David worked with us, and I think we interviewed Jerry Reed at the auditorium. Now he's singing on the stage, and David knew him, so we're standing off stage, and he'd sing a little bit, and then when the when the band's playing, he'd walk back and do part of the interview. And then walk back on the stage. Nice. He did that about four times, and I'm like, you know, this is the snowman from Smokey and the Bandit. So yeah, well, I, only Jerry Reed would do something like that. <laughs> God rest his soul. <laughs> he was so good. Um, what is what? Well, let's start mm-hmm. because I think we're going to keep diving deeper and deeper. Yeah. But Chattanooga, mm-hmm. how is it different for you from behind the the lens? Today, 2019 from 1979. You know, I remember when it was, because I grew up here, I'm from here, and I remember it being just a small, small gay town. It had foundries, stuff like that. But now it's more of a player. You got VW here, you got the Amazon here, you got Main Street with them and their district, and these people are planning, and we're bringing the, the Iron Man contest here. It's gotten to be a big, more of a medium, a big medium city. Right. And that wasn't the case. I remember just even how things have changed. I remember working nightside, <clears throat> and I would get a call on the North Shore. That wasn't the North Shore, then it was just North Chattanooga. Right. And I remember one night it was a stabbing, and working nights, you know, you covered the blood and guts. And I remember how the North Shore now, but North Chattanooga then was a dangerous place. Right. You know, they used to call the people on Tremont Street tree monsters. Right. And it was, a, now it's one of the most influential. I saw this huge condo thing being built in the paper yesterday that's going up over there. Absolutely. Things change. MLK was not, it was mostly black people, and now it's mostly white. It's funny to sit back and watch some of that. You see things change. Brainerd has changed. East Ridge changed. City government. It's interesting because I remember the commission form and now the council form. I think with the different voices, you, you hear different ideas and not just the same old, same old. Well, that's what I was wondering, because you and I both um, have sort of covered it and watched it happen yeah. from different angles, right. substantially different angles, but it seemed like we were, I guess, a rut, struck it, stuck in a rut for many, many years, we 70s, sinking. 80s, 90s. We 
And it, tell me if, if you see it the way I do, but it, it seemed like we had a few people. We, you know, the old joke was the mountain. Yeah. Look out, mountain. Controlled everything. Decisions. Everything. We will not allow Coors beer in Chattanooga. Right. Or, or auto NASCAR. <laughs> we will not allow these things. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, we laugh, but it was pretty much true. Yes, it was. It the was. same guys. You, you attended the commission meetings, the county meetings. Oh, my God. The, it was always the same election faces, day. Remember, we'd sit around the election commission office looking at each other like, okay, tell us who won. Yeah. Now it's changed. It was the same faces, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And, and the same people. And then they would give somebody the tap, and then they would take over. Right. And that's how it went. Right. That is exactly how it went. And I'm sure it's how it went in a lot of cities. And, yeah. And, uh, and we've talked about this, or I've talked about it, I've written about it, mm-hmm. the aquarium, yeah. which we, we got because yeah. Jack Lupton, who had Coca-Cola money and lots yeah. of it, said, we're building an aquarium. I was there at the county commission where he didn't have plans, or he didn't have plans that the county commission could look at it, and Dalton Roberts said, well, why don't you just go build it? And then he did. <laughs> <laughs> Danged if he didn't. Danged right? if he didn't do it too. I'm thinking aquarium. See, my mindset wasn't like that. When I think of aquarium, I'm, I'm like, but I know. I'm thinking a little aquarium. I'm like, right. What? And the and the vision he had. The vision he had. And that changed downtown. That changed. It changed a lot. Yes. It changed downtown. It, put us all it changed people's attitudes. Yeah. Um, you know, we we talk about the Chattanooga Way, which mm-hmm. I don't think. I'm not sure it exists quite like it did anymore, but for a long time it did exist. It right. was people like Jack, mm-hmm. people like Montagues yep. and, and whoever else realized, and all those people. realized that if you got your piece of the pie, I would get mine later. It yeah. was, you know, the, they, if the pie would get bigger and that's, that is the sort of Chattanooga way is mm-hmm. be patient, you'll get yours. If we build a river walk, it's gonna bring people to your front door right. and, and all of that. Right. And then the second change to me was all of the creatives coming to town and the young people. Yeah, um, they came back. Either they came back or they realized, here's what I think. Mm-hmm. I think what happened is the the civic, civic leaders, mm-hmm. Chattanooga, uh, Convention and Visitors Bureau, the Chamber, Downtown Partnership, all of those people finally woke up and realized that people who like to kayak also like to eat. Yeah. And they yeah, also like yeah. it to, to be entertained. Right. And so we started bundling yeah. everything Health together. Conscious people. Bike lanes. Right. Bike lanes, all of that. Bike lanes. So, so we started grouping all these things. I, and I've said that before, but it brought a lot of new people. Right. who didn't know anything about Jack Lupton or Provasco or right. Lookout Mountain and didn't care. Nope. Don't nope. care. Nope. Didn't realize how these guys were influential back in the day. And didn't want to hear about, nope. you know, they tried that 20 years ago and it didn't work. Well, and that was 20 years ago. And yeah. now they're doing it. They're just doing it because yes. they want to do it. Because they turned the streets two ways. And they yeah. said that would never happen. That never happened. People will die. Didn't crash. they just hear recently do uh, Houston and, and uh, uh, King? King. And, and, and they're like, and I'm like, wow, two ways? Holy smokes. They said it never happened. But yeah. yet it did. Well, have you been able to feel that sort of change? Yeah. Over the years? You talked to, back in the day, you only talked to, most people you talked to were from here, had moved away, came back, or that sort of thing. Now you talk to a lot of people who say, I like Chattanooga. I read articles. I'm trying to think of that web page I belong to that says uh, you know you're from Chattanooga and you read stuff from people saying, hey, I visited there once, I wanna come back. I like that place. And and me as a kid, you sit there and you see stuff. We were, I think we were somewhat a little protected from the recession and stuff, but you still saw change, you still saw progress. Uh, I live off Bonnie Oaks and even though I'm not a big fan of the traffic that has now come because of this progress, but I do understand. Right. I remember when Bonnie Oaks and I lived there, it was like, it was like in the country somewhat. Yeah, it's, it's, so, but change has happened. It's, it, it's good. To, to me, it's the, the complaining about parking. It. You know, yeah, it's, like, it's part keep, of progress. Yeah, it's part of progress. I just, I just wish the city keeps up. I know they talk about widening like Bonnie Oaks and roads like that. I think they can't keep up. I agree. They cannot keep up. And, and I, you know, in the, in the conversation, I love the conversation about 
the ridge cut. What are we going to do about the ridge cut? And I'm like, you're not going to do anything about the ridge cut. <laughs> because, A, you're not going to cut into historical missionary ridge where every Civil War battle took place. You're not going to cut into that right. thing. So I don't know what you're going to do, but you're not going to mess with the 20. Yeah, a lot of that, ch- those are the kinds of things that changed in, in, back mm-hmm. in the day. Coolidge Park is a great example. Yeah. That park was originally, Charles Coolidge said, you can put my name on it if it is dedicated to veterans, and it remains that way. Right. And then they woke up one day, and Mr. Finn was allowed to build his restaurant oh, because the mayor... Right. It was a good restaurant, too. It was way. a good restaurant. <laughs> he needed a bigger place because the one on near Tremont wasn't... But but he wasn't supposed to have been able to build there. But here but we that's are. that's the way how the city worked at but the time. But here we are. A little handshake, and a, yes. uh, here we are. Here we are. Cameron Hill. Beautiful Same Cameron thing. Hill. Yeah. Blue Cross Blue Shell. Yeah. I wonder what they'll put up there next. But you know something else is going to be there. They'll eventually move and it'll be back condos and houses. Is it easier, harder, or just different for you to be a a TV news videographer today than... I'd say my job with new equipment and new technology, if you don't embrace it, it can make your life really easy. For instance, I can go to a scene, like we talk with cell phones or portable live equipment. I can go live with better quality than I could have before instantly. It takes roughly 39 seconds for me to get ready. Hmm. Before I couldn't get the mass up into a three minutes. And I had all this, it was a lot of work. Whereas now, the camera's smaller, it shoots great quality. I have notebooks to edit in the field. Truth be told, I don't even have to go to work. I really don't have to go to work. They can just call me, direct me, and I could go home. The downside is, we talked about social media earlier, with everybody and their cell phones, and and they're there when it happens. I'm playing catch up. When I get there, and the first thing you hear is, well, you should have been here earlier. Well, I'm sorry, I wasn't following 779 Pookie, but I just didn't know. (laughs) But on the flip side, though, embracing technology. We would check with these people, get permission, give them a credit. So now those are extra eyes. Right. So that helps. Right. The downside is the business has cut back because at my station, we do what's called MMJs, mobile media journalists. We don't do the traditional reporter photographer. So therefore, you will find yourself being one person trying to do five or six jobs, whereas when there are two people, uh, the reporter can be tweeting and the photographer can be going around shooting, getting interviews, whereas our people have to do it all. We're like the Texas Rangers, man. One ride, one ranger. That's what you get with us. I understand. I do Bonnaroo, and I am... Holy smokes. I'm God by myself. You. God bless you. <laughs> I am literally by myself. I am the photographer. I am the reporter. I'm the social media guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of those things. Got a deadline. It's, you're trying to write. You can't Dealing get with peace. Wi-Fi? Yes, Wi-Fi. Or lack thereof. That's more. what happened to me with the Trump rally. You think, wow, this would be easy because these portable units use Wi-Fi. And I, and I told them at work, I said, I got a bad feeling about this. Well, everybody in that roundhouse whipped those phones exactly. up. Exactly. And Wi-Fi went away. <sighs> yep. yep. Luckily, I looked down and I said, that's why these land cables are here. So I had to go find somebody from the Trump campaign to contact the IT guy who came out and said, I have one line, of course there's three TV stations, and I done the legwork, but everybody's there salivating. I called the station, they sent me a router out. So I'm meanwhile playing IT guy right before the man's coming up. When the president comes out, I'm wiring this stuff up. News director's sitting back saying, oh my God, I got three of my crews down there and I can't get a signal out. And I got the picture up right a few minutes before it came out. Nobody at home even knew what was going on. Uh, see, that's the difference. I, I, when you were talking just a few minutes ago about um, the social media, I, was, I equate it to being a photographer. Mm-hmm. Almost anybody can, with an iPhone or even a digital camera can yes. luck into yes. a terrific shot. You gotta be right there wait because it ain't always come. It's the professional is the one who knows how to deal with it yes. when the lighting's bad. Yes. The sun's in your face right. instead of behind I you. I can adjust and do stuff. Yes. I, when they send me to Bonnaroo with a 
you know, Robin Rudd, our, our chief photographer, he, mm -hmm. I use his camera literally. So uh -huh. I know it works. Right. But I bet if I take a thousand pictures, I might have five that are usable. You gotta, you gotta know, okay. I don't know how to adjust this. and fix. And, and audio. And People audio. don't understand audio. You, you gotta take the camera out of auto and put it in manual. You gotta work the mic up closer, closer, lower the level, compensate when you come back and edit and boost it up. Right. Because otherwise you won't hear. Right. You know, you got to see background lighting. You got to see with well, that background, they're holding up some profanity. So either I shoot that shot and go back and have to do it in post, or I just turn the people a little bit. So let's turn this way. That's a great point. And I do think I'm good at that. Yeah. I can't, you know, if if I drop the camera and it gets bumped out of autofocus mm -hmm. or whatever, I'm, I'm going to struggle. But I, I am good at framing it. I yes. am good at looking what else is in the picture. Right. A lot of people miss that stuff. Yes. You're talking about the profanity yes. or, you know, a, a, a dumpster. Yes. You know, with just trash in yes. it. That if you would move yes. a little bit. Or it has some gang writing. Or it has some gang writing. I don't know what it means. Right. Because even though I didn't write it, I'm just as responsible because I put it out there. That's right. So I got to say, I don't know what that I says. I don't know what that means. I'm that generation now that don't know, so we're just going to not have it in the background. One of the things people don't understand also about the job we do is capturing maybe those emotional yeah. moments where a child has died. That and, is one of the hardest things. And we... And what I've learned over the years, um, I used to be the, the one who thinks, man, I can't believe that reporter called that father or mother right. five minutes after or ten minutes it's after. It's a tough call. It's a very tough call. And what I, th what I have learned, and I believe this, it seems harsh. It seems like we're trying to just benefit from a tragedy. But, but um, the reality is... In many, many cases, those folks appreciate the opportunity to say something yep. about the deceased. It's and, how you do it. And they will appreciate it much more mm -hmm. as time goes on. Right. Um, Absolutely right. I had a horrible, horrible thing happen to me last year. A, a fairly well-known civic leader uh, was dying, mm. and we all knew it. And because we're a newspaper, I was trying to get ahead of the story, right. gather some quotes from friends, right. family, right. being respectful. Right. And I didn't know that the person I was calling happened to be standing next to oh my God. the wife oh who my was God. literally like bedside. Oh my God. And you know, their brains are gosh knows where. Yes. So all they think is here's this reporter Yes. Being insensitive. Calling me at the worst possible calling time. Calling at the worst possible Trying to hurry this thing along. Yes. And I really was just, I was not, but it right. was awful. But you didn't realize they were standing I didn't there. realize. And, and I've had people tell me um, after, you know, I really am glad that I was able to include my thoughts about so-and-so right. in this article. Right. But at the moment. But at the moment, it just seems like I'm being the opportunistic, cold-hearted. Tough. Deal. Right. And in particular with loved ones that are, I find with babies and young children. Sure. That I try to capture video, but I don't have to get in their face. I weigh it. I look at a situation. I don't immediately just whip it on them. I'm looking. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be as sensitive as if that was my family. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to look at. And it's a tough call. Because, like you said, when, when they do want to talk and they come out and say, well, you know, we want to let people know that, and they want to share stuff. Right. But if you don't do like you did, you don't get that. Well, and that's the difference, maybe, as, as with a newspaper reporter, we can just sit and watch. And talk to people. You can sit and watch, but if you don't get it on film... It don't count. It doesn't count. I, I have a saying in the newsroom. I say, if you get good information and good quotes... And, and, and you're in the newspaper. Yeah. If you get good information, good quotes, and a sound bite, you're already a reporter. Right. If you get good information, good quotes, and video, then you can tell a TV story. Right. And it's tough. We, we can't call it. Now, of course, they do a lot now these days of recording sound bites over the phone. Now, some reporters get lazy. 
They don't even try and get people on mm. camera. They say, well, I got a quote from them. And I'm like, yeah, but they're across the street. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Or they get need FaceTime with me. Well, why didn't you drive downtown to their office? Yeah. Well, uh, this FaceTime, I think some of the young people socially don't know how to do what we're doing right now and sitting down talking. Talk. Yeah, the other thing is I do a 60-second bit with Channel 3 every Wednesday. I watch you. Well, I watch you. you. <laughs> I said, look, there's Barry. Um, it's not easy. No. Um, people, and, and it's not... And you're talking to the camera. You're not even talking to somebody. I'm talking to the back of an iPad. Oh, you doing it with an iPad? We do it with an iPad on a tripod in our one of the rooms in our newsroom. Mm -hmm. And I have the earpiece so yes. I can hear David and Cindy. Dialed up in the IFB. Mm -hmm. On my phone. That's how our reporters do it, the one-man bands. We did it first. I designed it. I called it, the name of the... Uh, the name of the camera was the I mean, the software and the, what we used, the Digero, and I called it the Digero Bro. <laughs> and I hook it to a light stand. I have a clamp that's $19. It holds to the phone. They plug a mic in. They use a separate cell phone or they call. And we've been doing that for longer than anybody. Wow. It, but I'll go back, go back though. But yeah, you're talking to an iPad. I'm talking to an iPad with, uh, in our case, Jody Parks, who is looking <laughs> at the iPad to make sure it doesn't break. And so I see the back of an iPad and then Jody staring at me with his eyes as big as saucers, <laughs> hoping it doesn't break. And then Do you listen. not see yourself? No. Why not? I, we don't have that. But you should be able to hit the flip button so you can see yourself in the big screen. I guess I could. I'm not sure that would be good or bad. But at least you can see if you're in frame. I could see. Well, he, that's what he's doing. And but see, the, our people, they, theirs work that way, so they see themselves. They know. see themselves. The... Uh, and the other thing is you got to keep track of the time, and that's the yes. part that throws me. Yes. You know, and I, I've done it now long enough that I have a sense of what a 60 seconds right. feels like. Right, but it took you a while. But it took a long time. It took you a long time. And, uh, you know, it's, my point being is, once, and live is way different than tape. Yes, it is. There's no do-overs. There's once no do-over. <laughs> you say something, it's out there, buddy. And I have my notes. And, and social I media make will have you all over the world. That's the part that bothers me. <laughs> I don't want to be internet famous. That's when I turn my head and like, oh my God. Because yeah. <laughs> I know what's just no, happening. No, he didn't just do that. Like, but, oh, no. But, it, you know, the, my, part of what it is, too, is, you know, in preparing, mm -hmm. say I have five things that I want to make sure I say, right. once that camera's on, it's a little bit different. And right. if something goes wrong, right. like I had occasion one time where the producer hit the wrong button and so I was hearing myself back in Makes my ear minus. on a four second delay. Yes, that's when you see them pluck out the ear. Yeah, well that's what I should have But then, I would know that you don't know when you're done. I don't know. Yeah. After asking you a question. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's complicated. Yes, yes. So I, I, I give, I give those guys. Yes, they have to do that. And that was my degree. My degree was actually broadcasting. Was it really? That's why I was that at, all right. interning with you guys. That is all right. Um, what are the memorable stories for you? I remember the uh, in Tullahoma when they had the MX missile. The three people died in it. And uh, I was off that weekend, and the general manager, the news director, called me and said, David, we're not sure if you know this is going on. They called me Saturday. It happened Saturday night. These guys were removing rocket fuel with some sort of way of doing it with piano wire, and it was a spark. Torched them, became a national event. That was my first one. And uh, they said, we need you to get to the station, load up. You're going to take Carol Wilson, who was the noon anchor, who didn't really report a lot, and y'all going to go down there and cover it. And I was the green kid. This mm -hmm. I'd, I'd been at the TV station for like two and a half, three years, but this was the big story for me. It was the first one. And I get her, and we go down that Sunday morning, and we get there about 8 o'clock, and it's this room full of media. And I'd never seen anything like this before. By me getting there early, I was up front. Well, after I was shooting the interview, I decided I need to get up and get some wide shots. And I stood up. And those people start yelling at me, you said da! And they're, I'm like, oh my God, I'm in the you-know-what <laughs> And we stayed there, Barry, from 8 in the morning until 6 a.m. because she was having trouble doing her stand-ups. Wow. She took 30 times and she couldn't. And what they did was they took all the media to this one location. So everyone is doing the thing with the silos. So as you can see behind me, the right. 
Well, she couldn't do hers because she was an anchor and she didn't report that much. It was 36 takes. We couldn't, all of us had to go there together and we all had to leave together. So nobody could leave. So the national reporters are coming up to me saying, what is her problem? Why can't, she's three feet away from me. Why can't she get this? And they're yelling at it. I'm like, oh my God. Finally, she goes, well, well, let's just go. And I said, yes, let's go. We go back, we hang out, we stay there. We're trying to wait to get some video of the ambulance removing the people who had passed. And she talks the MP guy back. She goes, can we go back there so I can do a stand-up since I couldn't do it? And, you know, I think he was a little sweet on us. So he takes her back there. And right we're doing the stand-up, the ambulance comes out. I'm the only one there. Nice. And I have the six seconds of the ambulance. And we, we would send it to the national news. Now, today, we get on a computer. Uh, you edit the video, you encode it to an MP4, you ship it to them. But back in the day, this is how it went. You And you remember this. Yeah, yeah, I am now that you're saying quarter. Remember that? Get the three-quarter inch tape. First of all, make sure you didn't grab the wrong tape, even though that sounds like something you shouldn't do, but you want to make sure. You get in the car and you drive like a madman to get to the airport because you got to get to Delta Dash to put it on the Delta plane to send it to Bill Jones at CBS Southeast in Charlotte. And that's where the uplink was. And then you'd get back and you sit there waiting patiently for the five o'clock feed to come down or the evening news. And you see your video, then you're like, yeah. That is something else that I remember about it. It'd be an Mm -hmm. eight hour day or whatever. And it, it could be half of it was sitting doing nothing. Right waiting for yes things to yes but then all of a sudden it just happens it just happens and the other thing is in in that story i was thinking that is the mark of a good reporter mm-hmm. is i got what i need i got what i was sent to get and now i'm going to shut down and relax and have a cup of coffee or i'm going to sit down and keep my eyes open and pay attention yes and you only see, get one shot. Why are, why are, you know, what's all that buzz over in the corner? Why are those why people are talking? Why are they running in that room? Why are they running? Um, mm-hmm. You know, or, I mean, we always talk about the shot, you know, noticing people's hands or their yeah. feet or the nervous Something's about to or, go you know, down. Mm-hmm. Why are they so nervous? Yeah. What's going on? Right. And getting that hand. Yes. Flinching nice back shots. and forth. That's better than the actual video of the person themselves. Exactly. The tapping for the reaction shot. Exactly. And that's what I like. I wouldn't, if I was at a something that happened like a shooting took place, for me it's the look on people's face. Not necessarily showing that person shooting someone, but the, yeah. the I got my hand on my face, oh my God, eyes bulged out, people crying. Those are the shots that stay with you. Right. And that's that's what I go for. And I'm like, the reaction shots. I love the reaction shots. The other stuff are great, but it's like storytelling we were talking about. Right. It's, it's the, the details. It's stuff. the details. Yes. And the- oh, and, I, and I, another one I remember, Byron D. LeBeck with when they finally brought him up before they, they uh, extradited him. And I, I was trying my best to stay away from that story. I said, I'm not liking this. I don't really like the soup. I don't like the racial stuff. And I, I try and stay away from it. Now that I'm older, I kind of gravitate to it. But back then, I'm like, I don't want to get in that thing. So me and Ted Perry were on MLK talking to, I think, either James Mapp or George Key. Mr. Key or Mr. Mapp. And we were, because, you know, they had brought Byron down from the mountain. Right. And, and, and they said, David, He's the, he's the the man who was convicted, finally, of killing Medgar Evers. Yes, so if people, exactly. If people Lived on Signal Mountain forever. Up on Lily White Signal Mountain, as he liked to call and it. And I think it was a station out of Atlanta when they tried to do the stir, and he said, I'll talk to you, but don't send no N-word, don't right. send no Jew, and, don't, and they sent one of each. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, on, it was on. But anyway, so I'm trying to stay away. We're talking, and all of a sudden, the call. Jolly, Chris Jolly, good friend of mine, He's in the courtroom with a gaggle of videographers. He can't move. You remember the old, the old jail? Before the, the Sally Port, you could just walk in. Right. And they said, we need you and Ted to get there right away. They're bringing them up. We got a tip. So we get there, we run in. I got the three-quarter inch recorder. I got the camera, the light belt, the scoop. And who's coming around the corner? Well, with the U.S. Marshal's office. And I believe, I believe it was Doug Fisher's brother was a U.S. Marshal. Was he a U.S. Marshal? 
I don't know for a some, fact. It was somewhat, I can't remember. He comes around the corner with the delay, and he's coming around, and you know who's there too? Dick Copper from the paper, right? Yeah. So it's Dick Copper, it's me, Ted Perry, and there is a photographer from Jacksonville, Mississippi, the ABC station. Now the reason that's important, because he was gonna give it to Channel 9, and I was determined I wasn't gonna let him get it. <laughs> so we played a little hockey, I kinda shoved him out the way, because that's how we did it back in the day. But Byron comes around the corner, and he says, any Jews among you? I see one nigra man, and I'm like, oh my God, he's talking to me. And, he, and he's this little frail old man, and he gets on the elevator and goes straight up. I sent that to CBS, and it was the lead story that night nice. with that quote. And back in those days, you got 185 bucks if they got yeah, something. So right. you split that with the reporter. So I made 92.50 by shooting about eight to 10 seconds worth of video. And I shoved the guy from Mississippi. If you're listening, I apologize, but that was the game back then. That was the dance. <laughs> and I shoved him because I knew he'd give it to Channel 9. And I didn't want them to have it. That's but funny. This was a different time. Did you, how was Channel 12 about um, who they sent to cover what? Did Were you... Uh, was there a period when you were the black videographer yes. and sent to and cover? Yes, the black stories. Yeah. And it's funny because then I'm the black videographer sent to the white stories too. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> and and, and sometimes, and I understood why, but sometimes it's like, well, no, these are regular people too. Yeah. It's, you got to treat them like and that. And it's a story. It's a camera you got. But I back mean, in the days, they said, oh, no. It, it's almost like the old stories you hear about the black cops could only arrest the black people and right. they could never... And I'm like, I, I don't, you know, and I'm here I am, I go to both. Yeah. And I remember one time I wished I hadn't went to both because it was up on Falling Water, mm. me and Skywalker, and uh, another videographer. And, you know, it was, it was my first Halloween in the news. And like I say, I started out in production, editing film, and then I went to news. And um, I never realized on Halloween they would do this ritual where they just kind of run crazy up on Falling Water. I didn't know that. Well, the, uh, the uh, anchor, who's also the nighttime producer, Mike Lewis, he's here over the scanner. Me and him are listening over the police scanner, and they have uh, some guys are cutting down trees. They've knocked down the power lines. They have older people up there with respirators at home and such, so they're in dire need. They were setting fires up there, and someone thought it'd be a great idea to bring some inmates up there to help. <laughs> wow. So we roll that's, up there. Yeah, yeah. It's that's the, a party. Yeah. So I roll up. I don't even know where it's at. Well, Sky is passing through. You remember Sky? Mm -hmm. And he says, I'll go with you. And it's like Halloween. I'm like, okay, great, because I don't know where Falling Water is. We get to Falling Water, and there's a tree across the road. Okay? We get there, and I said, okay, well, this is part of it. And these guys, they had a chainsaw, and one of them was trying to cut it. I figured there'd be great video to tell about it. And someone had set up a, a vacant house on fire, by the way, too, just burning like nothing. You like, it's like Notre Dame. It was so I get there, and the guy, I cut the light on, and it lights the area up, and he goes, I don't want to be on no GD camera and, and stuff like that. And me personally, because I'm more of a diplomat. I'm like, oh, okay. And Sky's like, no, we have a right to videotape here, and we can videotape here, and you can't do anything about it. You can't stop us. And they replied, we will take you two over there and hang you in the trees. And you know Sky. Sky was a pit bull. And Sky's like, oh, yeah? And I grabbed him by the belt. And I said, because he took the camera from me. Right. And I said, Sky, other than me, do you see a friendly face up here? <laughs> right. And he looked around, and it was about 13, 14 people there, and they were big guys. This young kid said, listen, jump in my pickup. I'll take you guys up to the house. You can get some shots, and I'll bring you back to your car, because there's a tree in front of us. We, I said, okay. This is one time I broke my rule of tripod and all that. He took us in the pickup. I'm in the, I'm in the tailgate. I stand up. I fire off about five shots. One, two, three, four, five. Tap on the hood. Take me back to my car. Yeah. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Get back to my car. They've slashed all four of my tires. Oh. Yeah, there's a saying in uh, when I used to bicycle a lot. The, uh, the right of way is not worth dying for. No, it's not. Yeah, it's just not. because you can. Don't mean it, yeah. You're right, right. Wow. And, yeah, so I remember that. You know, it, the exact, it got so ugly 
uh, at the station, they had to call the sheriff's department to come rescue us. Wow. So, yeah, no, I don't know too many people that carry four spare tires. No. So you were stuck. We were stuck. We wow. were grounded. In a bad place. Right there. Yes, we were grounded, and they had been drinking. And, the, and then the inmates escaped, and they're running around in the background. There was one sheriff's deputy. He left us. He wow. left us. He's no longer there. Thank you. And, and uh, yet they left us. The, the police department would not come up there because they knew better that we did not apparently right. know. And uh, it took the Hamilton County Sheriff's Department to come and rescue us. Wow. They, that's how we got out of there. Do you have a favorite type of story to cover? Right now, here of late, probably for the last 10 years, I do a lot with education. I shoot all the what's right with our schools and the Golden Apple Teacher Awards. And I like shooting those. They're fun to shoot. I'm by myself. It's not a media event. It's just something that our station does. So, I me mean, personally, I like those. Yeah. Simply because, and, and you get to show, as, as people say all the time, they say, wait, thank God y'all showing good news. I said, well, it's news. I said, but I'll tell you this. I said, we have police scanners that, and people call up and say, hey, there's police out in front of this school or that school. So we go over there. But on the police scanner, they're not going to say, hey, these kids are raising money to help this tribe right. over in Africa. You guys have to call right. us. Right, absolutely. And if I don't show up to, I say, I can't make all of them. But if I show up to none of them, you have every reason to be mad at me. Yeah, well. But you got to call me or email me or text and, me. And it's not the truth. We do cover good news. Of we course. just don't get credit for it like no. we do when we, especially, it's all about whose ox is being gored. Yes. If it's a negative story in your front yard, yes. you think we're the worst. Yes, if, how dare y'all never come out. I love it when they say that at the different schools. They say, well, y'all never come out and do good stories. I said, oh, really? Let me tell you what I have done at this school. Yeah. Oh, I love that satisfaction. That, and I yeah, said, that is, I've done is, this, I've done that, and I've spoken with Mr. Such and Such. And then they say, well, three and nine don't. I said, well, you go talk to them. Well, that's true, too. You go we talk get, to we them. get lumped for that yes, sort of thing. Yes, you go talk. If you got a problem, you go talk to them. But I can tell you what I know our station did. Yeah. You know. All right. Well, David, we could do this all day. Yes, sir. And it feels like we have. <laughs> we'll do it again, I hope, if, yes. you'll, if you'll agree. I, I love always. To, I like talking to you, I Barry. love telling stories. and uh, There's a we, lot of stories to be told. Yeah, we haven't even probably scratched the surface. I know I have... I have several of my own because uh, we, like I said, we get to see yes. and experience. I tell people we let to we get to live vicariously mm-hmm. through everyone. I take it for granted too because I'm like, oh great, I got to go to Riverbend, I got to go free, I got to park free. Oh, I guess I'll stand over in the smoking sick, and I'm getting paid to do this stuff. Yeah, I try not to take it. I, I probably do sometimes, and and I've wondered what I would do if I weren't doing this. If suddenly, I, I would miss all that that yeah. access. I'm, you know, it's it's. Uh, one day we will. It, we one day we will, and but we have we you and I yeah have had the opportunity to experience some incredible things right because down of front. this job right, right down, down front. front. That's absolutely in front of right. everybody, close enough to touch people. I I remember hanging out with Luther. I would shoot his life with Luther's, and you just got to walk in places. Yeah. Because Luther, and I would use his name. I said, hey, Luther wants to come and do a story. They would, oh my God, Luther, yes. Yeah. It worked everywhere but one place, M&M Mars. They said, well, he can come in the lobby, <laughs> but y'all can't come wow. back. that's funny. And even, you know, and even he was such the professional, he even knew that I had made his obituary video. Hmm. And, and I, I did the interview. I did. It wasn't a report I did. I just because I knew the stories and I sat down and talked with them. And uh, as our reporters and anchors would change, we'd always like let the anchors voice it. And I would have to go back and re-edit that as the new anchors came re-edit it. And and he would watch it sometimes. And he and he 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 liked it. And because oh, yeah. he, he knew how many people get to do that. Yeah. And unfortunately, I just sat on the video. And then it went from tape to digital in a file. And we just kept it kept it and okay such and such is gone I'd pull out this old script that oh, they had yeah, been yeah, typed yeah. up read this and then I'd tighten it up and and he had told me right before he passed it was a couple of months before then he said uh I said David 
He said, I'd love to, you for one day to come with me over to my church. And I just kind of want to reminisce before I go. And I said, I said, anytime, Luther, you just let me know. We never got to do that. Mm. He died on my birthday. Mm. He died on my birthday. And I remember in church, I was in church that day, and they uh, emailed all of us and told us he had just passed. But you know what? He went out right. He wasn't at home. He went out working. He had just been to work that week before. Yeah. yeah. That's the way to go, man. That's where I want to go. You know, if, if that's yeah, uh, our, my boss, Roy McDonald, was I remember that getting dressed to come into work at Mr. whatever Roy. he was, eighty-six years old or whatever. We yeah. had just did a piece on him and won an AP award, Mr. Roy. Yeah, and and uh, and when he passed, uh, Bill Ross was the reporter, and we were at River Bend, I think it was doing River Bend, and Bill says, "I got to go back and recut the Mr. Roy piece." He said he just passed, and yeah. Yeah, so you, I remember events happening. I remember when the plane crashed, the planes went into the trade center. I remember where I was. I did too. I was in the newsroom. I, I remember would, Billy Weeks coming walking in, Billy turning Weeks. the TV on. Yeah, I was. I was taking my son to school over at Lakeside, and I'm driving back, and I would always call the producer in the morning. And say his name was Dan Guerrero, and I said, Dan, so what's going on today? Because you know I was listening to the oldest station. Right. He goes. He goes, brother. He said, a plane just crashed in the Trade Center. I said, downtown? <laughs> he says, I'm looking at it on the monitor. I said, you're looking at it on the monitor? Yeah. I said, what are you watching? He goes, I don't know. I get home and I cut the TV on, because I, 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 I don't have to go to work until like 11. So I get at home and I cut the TV on, and my oldest daughter came out of her bedroom, and I said, can you say terrorist attack? And right then, the second plane hit the second tower. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, "Holy smokes!" I know we're trying to wrap up, but that you you bring up something. Things like that are why we do what we do, what makes us reporters, yeah. and how we are different. Because when something like that happens, and when I got the call from my wife mm -hmm. the day the the five military guys were shot here. Yeah. She called and said, why are there so many police cars flying across the Veterans Bridge? Mm -hmm. She said, they are flying like, you know, she, mm -hmm. something's up. Mm -hmm. She called me back and she, her son is with the fire department and I guess he had heard some scanners. So he said, there's been shots fired. Right. Well, that's when we go into action. Yeah, we don't get to sit on the sidelines and be a watcher. We got to get this. The it's the Super Bowl. It was all everyone in the newsroom rushed to the center of the newsroom. We start. You call this. You call that. You do this. You're going here. You know, I'm an entertainment guy. You in? I'm in. Who you calling? Yes, you're you know, in. The the um, trade center. Yes. Um, I'm on the phone with people from here that I know that live in New York or right. trying to find them, right. you know, those kinds of things. That's what we do. We try to find the local angle to it. But I was at City Hall, Barry, and the mayor and the both mayors had just did a press conference about, I think it was Alstrom who didn't uh, do the benchmarks for hiring, and it, the caulk and the mayor starts talking about it. No one had told me what had happened. Wow. They, well, they knew that some shots had been fired. Right. And I kind of heard some traffic from this retired policeman who told Mayor Coppinger that there had been a shooting out on 153 at the reserve base. And that's when I, and I called him at the station. And I said, he's hitting military installations. Right. They didn't listen to me. Oh. I'm a little bitter about that. Yeah. But well. that's, you know, I'm, I'm like, no. I said, yo, we need to get somebody to 153. And he had shot it up. Wow. And and it's one of those situations that just being out there at City Hall, that's how I heard it. I just happened to be listening. Well, that was such a day. Um, that, I'll tell you, that day made terrorism even more real for brought me. Brought it home. For a lot of reasons. One, mm -hmm. it brought it home. Um, but the second policeman on the site off of Amnicola was motorcycle. a guy I'd known since third or fourth grade. Not on the motorcycle. He was okay. the second car in. I got you. And uh, I sent him a text saying, I hope you're okay. Mm -hmm. And then later that day saw a Facebook post from his niece saying how much she loved him. Yeah. And he finally called me. And David, I'll be honest with you, we talked 
two times that day, and he said this to me. Uh -huh. First thing he said out of his mouth, it's not human nature to run towards gunshots. It's not. But that's what we did. It's not. And then he told me the day of the the uh, concert, the. Um, oh yes, down at the river, oh, Sam Jackson was right. there. That sort of thing. I thought I saw him on stage, and I sent him a text saying, "Hey, I think I see you standing behind Sam or whatever." Mm -hmm. He says, "No, I'm out of town." I was like, what? He says, I don't want to be anywhere near that place. Don't want to sit there and ruminate. And it, he called me and he said, I'm not a hero. I don't want to be a hero. And I said, if you're not, what I don't know what a hero what is. It, it was just, there's so much about that that um, it, it's emotional. Yeah. You know? I just never thought something like that would ever happen. I didn't here. either. I also thought no tornado would hit here either. You know, and, and see with those, and, and that's another thing. With the, electronic news gathering stuff. When that happened, it allowed us to do stuff we normally wouldn't be able to do. At that point, a smaller station like 12, who has less than half of three and nine, were players. Right. Because we had already had the technology of the live phones and the portable units, so they were able to just go live. Right. Because they were in the neighborhood. Channel 12 was the first ones in the neighborhood, saying so you can see the SWAT team and the bus coming in, because right. you couldn't get to the house. But because of that, it puts us at an even playing field when you have people deploy it and know how to use it. And what they're doing, yes. which is certainly you. So David, thank you so much for your thank time. Thank you, Pleasure's always mine. People are strange. People get better. People. People who need people.